بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم حضرت ابو هريره رضي الله تعالى عنه says once we walked with the janaza in the company of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam reaching the graveyard rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sat at the side of one grave and said no date passes over the grave wherein it does not announce in a very eloquent and clear voice o son of adam you have forgotten me i am a house of solitude i am a house of strangers i am a house of horror i am a house of insects i am a very narrow house except for that person whom allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes me to expand for Thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the grave is either a garden from among the gardens of Jannah or a pit from among the pits of Jahannam whether it's going to be a garden of Jannah or Allah forbid if it becomes a pit of Jahannam that is dependent on how we lived our lives a person this is his opportunity and this is his time to make that cover a garden of Jannah and to avoid it ever becoming allah taala forbid a pit of jahannam the sahal radiyallahu anhu says that one sahabi radiyallahu anhu passed away the sahaba radiyallahu anhum began to praise him they made mention of his excessive ibada observing silence rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam listened to them when they finished rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked them did he ever remember death the sahaba radiyallahu anhum replied he never used to mention it in other words we don't know but he never spoke about it so not something we heard him ever discuss now they had praised his ibadat and we are talking about a sahabi that praised his ibadat meaning he had excelled beyond many others in terms of nawafil etc but the question nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked did he ever remember death the sahaba replied he never used to mention it rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then asked him asked them did he discard his desires for example he desired to eat something but did not do so the sahaba replied he hadn't done so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam replied this sahabi radiyallahu anhu will not reach those stages which those of you will reach when you do these two things that is remember death and discard desires in another hadith it is reported that mention was made of the excessive worship and mujahada of one sahabi in the company of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked to what extent did he remember death the sahaba replied we never heard him mentioning it Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said then he is not fit then he is not of that stage which you understood him to be in mashallah the month of ramadan we are in the enthusiastic mode of making a lot of ibadat allah taala accept but in the light of this we can gauge how important this ibadat is that together with whatever other ibadat the person is engaged in his tilawat must continue his nawafil must continue whatever other amal he is engaged in must continue but together with that there must be some dedicated time daily dedicated time to think of one's own death this muraqaba of maut and this is what really 
spurs a person to do what is supposed to be done, to fulfill the rights of people, to fulfill the rights of Allah Ta'ala, to stay away from things that are forbidden, to fulfill his responsibilities and duties. So Umar bin Abdul Aziz, rahmatullahi very very great personality of his time, known as Umar Thani, Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, he was the great Khalifa, the second Khalifa of Islam. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz used to be regarded as Umar Thani. And many termed him as the fifth of the Khulafai Rashidin. Such was his position and status. And when he became the Khalifa, against his wishes, he wasn't willing, but the lengthy incident of how he was made the Khalifa. But in any case, he grew up in the lap of every luxury and comfort. He was a prince. But after he became the Khalifa, his wife says that he used to be forever weeping. So one day she came to check on him at night. So he was on his musalla weeping. So she asked him, but what is this all about? Why are you carrying on like this? So now he, we are talking about the concern of Akhirat. And that is the bridge to Akhirat. A person is concerned about Akhirat, thinking about Akhirat. This is part of thinking of death. Sometimes some people can't seem to uh, manage thinking about death in itself. Some people are very weak-hearted. person starts thinking about the actual stages of death. person becomes overcome with certain conditions he can't manage. So the Mashaykh then prescribed the person to sit and think about the bounties of Jannah. Very, very intensely. The bounties of Jannah, what Allah has mentioned in the Quran Sharif, what is mentioned in the Ahadith. So think of this very intently and very, very intensely. And when this will be done repeatedly, that shock and enthusiasm to gain Jannah will come. But obviously to gain Jannah, you have to cross this bridge of death. So that will mean prepare for death. So this too becomes a means of preparation for death. So in any case, this figure of Akhirat, this concern of Akhirat, thinking about what will happen, what will happen in the cover, what's going to be my condition in the grave, what will happen on the day of Qiyamah, when I'm going to be questioned. So when this really settles in the heart of a person, he doesn't leave issues for tomorrow. That, okay, it doesn't matter now, let anything happen, tomorrow we'll sort it out. That now I can do any wrong, I'll sort it out tomorrow. He's aware that tomorrow might be too late. Umar bin Abdul Aziz, he is sitting there and he is weeping. So his wife comes and she wants to know, but why, why are you carrying on like this? What is the problem? So he says, look, I have now been burdened with this responsibility. This has been placed on my shoulders. But now I am responsible for all the subjects. Somebody is sick, somebody is starving somewhere in some corner, somebody is in some other condition somewhere else. And all these people, ultimately I am responsible for them. Because now I have been appointed over them. If I don't fulfill the responsibilities, and now this is such a vast place, somebody is in which corner, somebody in which corner, and everybody tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, who didn't get what their due was, or didn't get the attention that they required, then their advocate on the day of Qiyamah will be Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And what answer will I give them? Now this concern. Tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, I may be taken to task on their behalf by Rasulullah wasallam. That these were my ummatis, and what did you do? You were appointed as the Khalifa. 
Now this concern, it is said that after he became the Khalifa, he never shed the bed, he couldn't do it. Can you imagine what level of fikr, what level of concern of akhirat, not that this is something that is expected of every person, but the lesson in it, that when a person truly becomes concerned about akhirat, then the life of dunya is not just anything comes and anything goes, and a person heedlessly does whatever he wishes, regardless of whether it is right or wrong, whether whose rights he is trampling, what commands of Allah Ta'ala he is breaking, that is no more his life. Now he is very, very concerned. Yes, whatever ni'mats and bounties Allah Ta'ala has blessed him, he will enjoy those ni'mats, bounties. He will take care of whatever his needs are. He will also live the life that, many, that everybody else lives. He will have his family to care for. He will uh, enjoy the ni'mats and bounties of Allah Ta'ala. But he will do all this within the limits that Allah Ta'ala has laid out. Within the limits of Shariat and deen. And he will not dare cross that deliberately. Insan is insan. He can slip up. He can make a mistake. But he won't pre-plan and premeditate how to do somebody down. Because he's worried about tomorrow. Tomorrow I could be in my grave. Tomorrow on the day of Tiamat I'm going to be asked about this. He won't premeditate sin. How I'm going to go somewhere and what I'm going to do. And this overseas trip is the ideal opportunity in Auzubillah. He is aware that this is probably, I might never return from their life. And how many times this has happened? So a person who has this concern of Akhirat, a person who has developed this remembrance of death, this is this ibadat. And Nabi Islam is asking when people are praising the ibadat of a sahabi, this is the question, did he remember death? If he didn't remember that, yes, mashallah, whatever he did, he'll get rewarded. But he's not of that caliber. He won't reach that stage of those who remembered that. So this has to become a part and parcel of our daily life. This is what we have been repeatedly saying. That this is not just for the sake of Ramadan or now that we are here or to fill one slot. This is done every year. The same kitab is read every year. The same ahadith are read. The same discussions are... But the whole objective is to create this fikr of akhirat, to create this remembrance of death. And this is what we need to practice on. We need to now make this a part and parcel of our daily life. For that, what we have just read, what we have just discussed, so it means sitting, thinking about our death, thinking about the moment when we're going to have to leave this world. What is going to be my condition at that time? Is my situation all sorted out? My affairs all in order? If not, let me take this opportunity now. I have no idea how long I still have. But now that I have thought about it, now I must start making amends. Making amends for all the obligations of deen that are not fulfilled, all the rights of people that are not fulfilled. In this way, we will inshallah have everything in order. So when that moment of, when that inevitable moment comes, when the angel of death suddenly is there, inshallah we'll be happy to leave. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Subhanallah, bihamdihi, subhanakallah, ma bihamdik, nishadu Allah, ilaha illa, nastaghfiruka, 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 nastaghfiru